1: and welcome to the inaugural voyage of the starship therapies. I'm your captain, Justine Maston, the Kirk
0: of this particular ship, and I am the everlogical first officer, Spock aka Larissa Garski. We're both licensed marriage and family therapists and we're excited to join you today to talk about issues related to therapy and fandom. And since this
1: was our inaugural mission, we thought we should give a little bit of time to who we are, what we do, and what the heck this podcast is going to look like. Um, I think the first question would be, "What even is a
0: marriage and family therapist?" Uh, that's a great question, sir. And what it really has to do with is looking at the study of family groups and the myriad ways that they form emotionally connective units. That
1: f- that feels really like logical? complicated and logical. <laughs> Yeah, how can we have a little bit more fun with that explanation? Because um, it doesn't have to always be families, right? I mean, we're talking about systems and relationships. And, like, we're just, we're talking about things that get kind of meta.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great point, Um even when we're working with individual clients and honestly, probably especially when we're working with individual clients, it's important to take into consideration their family groups. So the families that kind of raised them and were part of their initial kind of growth and development, but also um, kind of their current important relational groups or families of choice, if you will. Now that
1: you guys kind of have an idea of what MFTs are, um, I just want to take care of one little bit of business, which is to be clear with you, our listeners that just because we are therapists doesn't mean that we're your therapists, unless we are your therapists. Uh, The purpose of this podcast is for education and hopefully humor. We hope we make you laugh. Um, And it's not intended to replacing your own therapist with that introduction or with that disclaimer on the books. Uh let's do some introductions. I'll start. Um, as I said, my name is Justine Mastin. I'm a marriage and family therapist. I'm also a licensed alcohol and drug counselor. I have a private practice in Minneapolis, Minnesota, where I am based. I see folks that consider themselves outside the mainstream. So geeks, nerds, punks, uh, All sorts of creative folks, basically anybody that's felt unwelcome in a traditional wellness environment has a place with me at Blue Box Counseling. Um, I am also a yoga teacher. I have a yoga business, and I travel to conventions all over the country teaching yoga and talking about geek wellness topics. And in my copious free time, I spend time uh, doing writing on psychology and pop culture topics.
0: Jim, I got to tell you, it sounds like you're kind of overbooking yourself. I don't want to hear it. Fair. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit more about me. Um, as as I said before, my name is Larissa Garski, and I am the first officer here at Starship Therapies. Um, during my off hours, my shore leave, if you will, I'm a practicing licensed marriage and family therapist based here in Chicago. Um, I work in empowered therapy that specialize in working with folks struggling with anxiety, depression, um, and folks who typically who are identifying as uh, women in their in their gender presentation.
1: Our prime directive here on The Therapies is to demystify psychological concepts and to integrate them with fandom, making it easier for you, the listener, to use it in your daily life and also to have fun. I mean, I hope so. And the fact that
0: you brought that up is rather fascinating. Well, you're, uh, anyways, you're rubbing off on me. so what are we me. talking about today, Spock? <laughs> um, today we're going to be spending time in the OG Star Trek universe. And we're going to be looking at... Yeah, 100%. So we're going to be looking at ways that its most famous characters, the characters that you and I embody, a.k.a. Kirk and Spock, um, the way they offer us new insights into, into the decision-making process of the human brain.
1: Oh, okay. Well, that's easy. I mean, when something's hard, you just burn it down. That is such a Kirk thing to say. I, I mean, I think it's a me thing to say, uh, but I share that with Kirk.
0: When that's things true. are hard,
1: we want to burn them down. <laughs> um, I just, I, I get these big feelings and I don't want to sit there and do nothing. And I just want to burn it down. And how's that work for you in your daily life? I mean, good, mostly. Maybe not. Uh, I definitely said some stuff that I wasn't being my highest self uh, when I was trying to burn things down. And, you know, Kirk has led a few dozen shipmen to their doom, so it hasn't always worked out great for him either.
0: That's that's an excellent point. Um, What (laughs) do you think it would be like to notice when you get those big feelings and to ask yourself, what would Spock say in this situation? Uh, Well, I...
1: Uh me, Justine, uh, I'm, I'm very lucky that I have a real life actual Spock being you. It's true. So, uh, so I I direct message you and tell you about how I'm going to burn something down and and then you
0: say something smart and I don't burn it down. Um, That's true. But, you know, I think it's important to also point out that there are times when you want to burn a thing down. It doesn't happen a lot. Maybe like <laughs> one out of a hundred times. Mm -hmm. where you want to burn a thing down, and I'm like, yeah, you should burn that thing down.
1: (laughs) I I feel like that's fairly rare, but you're right. Yeah, maybe one out of a hundred times, you're like, yes, let's burn it down. Mm -hmm. But more than likely, um, you, as Spock, would say something about how I'm being illogical, which I guess is a fair point, um, because I don't actually want to burn everything down. I want to have a ship. To live in, right,
0: and to use to explore the galaxy, yeah. Um, which is why Spock brain, our colloquial term that we use to refer to the prefrontal cortex area of the brain, which is where logical reasoning and factual memory is housed, um, is clearly the superior decision-making approach. And we probably really don't need Kirk brain at all, right? What the what? Uh, I'm pouting over here. Why, why don't we need Kirk brain? <laughs> I was just joking. We definitely do need Kirk brain. Okay, thank you. No problem. Um if Spock brain <laughs> was left in charge, the ship would never leave the dock. We'd be too busy running triple and quadruple checks on system functioning. Scotty would be in a perpetual shame spiral. Bones would just be irritated, which you All know is like bones. the same for him, but he'd be like extra irritated. No one to treat, <laughs> no way to be a doctor.
1: All right. So are are we saying that Kirk brain is the fun brain? Cuz I'm into that description and i I know that there are times when you also enjoy fun,
0: Spock like Pon Far take a mate or die, emirate. I just don't think that's appropriate to bring up here in this in this setting you know that's what? no it's the the Vulcan reproductive cycle is not a topic of our podcast today or or honestly ever fine <laughs> um but to kind of <laughs> to kind of bring it all the way back around. <laughs> one of the things that I think it could be helpful to for our listeners to think about, and that we ourselves think about, is that um, with Kirk and Spock brain, there are going to be times in our lives where one is probably going to be more helpful than the other. You know, we just went through tax season. Kirk brain might not have a lot to offer us when it comes to taxes. Um, Kirk brain might just be like, "I just want to burn this down." That's not going to be helpful. um but yeah anyway so yeah so spock brain is going to be helpful during those more logical moments like doing taxes balancing our checkbook that good stuff Mm -hmm. but then is spock brain going to have a lot to offer us when say we're at the ice cream shop trying to pick out a flavor of ice cream oh it would take forever it would but not so with kirk brain no kirk brain knows what to do in those kinds of situations It is always raspberry chip. It will always
1: be raspberry chip. And if you try and give me something else, fuck you, Sebastian Joe's.
0: Raspberry chip. Exactly. Kirk Brain knows what to do when it comes to ice cream, <laughs> um, like what ride to ride when you're at an amusement park? None of them. Spot brain can't really help us with that, right? Kirkbrain can. So definitely mm-hmm. it's important to start to think about what are those situations where one or the other, or emphasizing one or the other is going to be helpful. But maybe more often than not, it's what we really want is we want both of them on the bridge. We want that integrated team of Kirk and Spock working together.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And as much as I like to think of Kirk as the fun brain and those couple of examples really still made him seem like the fun brain. um, He's, you know, he's the emotional brain, right? Mm -hmm. And we, sometimes we need those big emotions and we want to have a first officer on the bridge to uh level shit out right de-escalate being the tech thank driver. you yeah yeah to de-escalate but we but we want to have feelings we we want to do engage we? with our social world we do i i promise we do what's
0: what's the benefit <laughs> of feelings
1: captain oh, oh connection connection with other human beings and with our social world we want that we need that we as human beings and I know Vulcan you're only a half a human uh
0: which sounded like a diss but that's just a fact (laughs) it is perhaps you could have said it a bit more gently though Jim But back to what you were saying about feelings and the benefit their benefits of fostering like real human connection in a way that logical reasoning can't necessarily speak to. Yes. I mean I don't love admitting that, but I, I think it's true.
1: Yes. So human beings, we are we are social creatures. We need social connection. Yeah. And I I would say that as someone in the computer age, I think that social world can be online or you listeners are connecting with us right now via this podcast. You are forming a connection with us right now as you are hearing our words. And that's, that's Kirkbrain that's helping you do that. I think that's an excellent point. What I think is really cool about this whole Spock Brain thing is that, listeners, this is a way you can talk about your experiences with your friends, family, other parts of your social world, and your therapist if you have one, Mm -hmm. Um, it can feel a little less scary to talk about your Kirk brain and your Spock brain rather than trying to explain this part of me feels this way and this part of me feels that way. I I don't know about you, Larissa, but I would love to hear about our listeners' experience of their Kirk and Spock brain. I would really
0: enjoy that. We could put it in an Excel spreadsheet, make a chart.
1: Okay, that feels like a little much. (laughs) Um, I was thinking they could just post on our Facebook... (laughs) Oh, that sounds like more fun. Yeah, doesn't that sound more fun? (laughs) Uh, They could tell us about their triumphs
0: and struggles. They could ask us any questions. Yeah, I think all of that sounds great. Um, And for those listeners out there who want a little more info and are interested in kind of what are some of the deeper psychological underpinnings of Kirk Brain and Spock Brain, I would say go to the Google and try typing in some of these search words like um, DBT, which is short for Dialectical Behavior Therapy, wise mind, rational mind, emotional mind, and then always helpful, um, Marsha Linehan, who was actually the founder of DBT.
1: Mm -hmm. So in case that wasn't enough of a spoiler for you, Kirkbrain and Spockbrain is another way to think about the DBT concept of the wise
0: mind. Now we thank people because we are at the end of our voyage, but we didn't get here alone or with just each other. (laughs) There are a couple others who helped us on our journey. Do you want to begin with the thanking? Well, Spock, you and I might be at the helm of this ship,
1: but we know who really keeps us running. Thank you to Ensign Kyle Rebar, who composed our theme song, Lieutenant Catherine Mandicat Duffy, who designed our beautiful cover art. And finally, thank you to our fabulous producer, Lieutenant Commander Brian Therens.
0: Tune in next, um, next episode in two weeks when we talk about social constructionism, as exemplified in Westworld. Until next time, friends.